on the playlist is Kelly Holden Bashar. She is an actress and comedian and works primarily in the improv world. Kelly, how you doing? I am doing great. How are you today? Good. I am so glad that you agreed to come back on the show. It's always flattered when someone agrees to come back after being on a guest. That as a guest, that means they did it wasn't miserable. Yeah. Well, and the the a massive amount of money you sent me was awesome too. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about what you've been up to since we spoke last. We've still been working on Sonder, which is cool. Um, I'm no longer helming it, um, but now Karen Foreman and Gail Brennan Jackson have, have uh, taken over as producers this go around. They've decided to be a, a real democracy, um, unlike everywhere else in the world. They are uh, they're, they're voting and figuring out how to run it uh, in a democratic way. And I am now just a cast member, which is nice. Yeah. When I when I was in college, I I tried to join the Garens, which mm. was the BYU improv group, and I made it the first time. And it was brand new then, but then I left so I could go stage manage chess because I really wanted to be part of the stage management sure. program, and I definitely wanted to work on that show. When I came back, when I came back, they made me audition again, and they stuck me with a doorknob <laughs> and two fence posts as people. And I was up there trying to yes and my way through a uh, like a oh, talk God. show, like a Carson set talk show. And I was totally screwed. And I was pissed because these this group all of a sudden thought they were a bit too big and everyone had yep. to audition. And I'm like, no, yep. screw that. I'm out. And so I never went back and I never went to see him perform because I was pissed because they made me, they gave me with two absolute stumps, three yeah, stumps I get it. to it, work with. That, there is something about the alchemy of the right group of people who have the same kind of vision of what they're going towards. And it's just magic when it happens, you know? So uh, tell me a little bit about uh, kind of life as an actress. Oh gosh. Well, life as an actress lately looks a lot like life as a podcaster, which looks like life as a, um, I don't know. HR person for a company. We're all on Zoom. Uh, we're all sitting at our desk. We're all trying to just uh, record ourselves. Although it is getting better. You know, there's been a lot of big changes in our world in the last couple of years. I think I'm naturally kind of a, a warm, friendly, outgoing person. But on film, I seem to get cast a lot as women who are secretly seething or um, are are being very pleasant on the outside, but um, have a lot of anger underneath. And in this new era of Karens, um, I'm realizing that that's not only a great part for me to play, but I embrace having to um, play parts like that, you know, to find either the humanity in a in a terrible person or to go, we need this terrible person to tell this story. So it's, there's something to me that's so rad about, about playing people that other people say are terrible because they're, you have to have them. You have to have them to, t to tell the stories you want to tell. So I mean, like, as, as far as the things you've done, is there anything that you've really hated doing? Oh, that's a great question. So, um, I kind of love it all. I, 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 
I've had to do some things that I've gone like when I did Fargo, I had to lay on a cold basement floor in a puddle of fake blood for pretty much an entire day and it was miserable. And I also had to have my eyes open. Now, little known fact, they of course they can CGI your eyes open for you later, but it helps them for your eyes to be as vacant and open as long as possible. So I um, I remember doing that, and the next day, my neck uh, was so messed up. I had the chills. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, playing dead really uh, is hard on your body. Um, so that was not fun, yet filming Fargo was um, one of my creative highlights. You know, so, um, but there's always, you know, horror stories on set. And I showed up to a commercial once and, uh, it, we, it was for some kind of medication where we all had to be in our bathing suits. Cause you know how embarrassed you are to be in your bathing suit when you're on medication. So, um, uh, they went, does anybody here dive? And I went, well, I can dive into the pool. Great. I, Ended up getting stunt pay because they made me go up on a diving board and dive into this pool about 50 times, giving me intense direction. Like, okay, your legs have to be straighter. Your arms have to hit the water here. I'm like, guys, I meant I could, from the side, like sort of half-ass dive into the pool. I'm not an Olympic diver, so. Your splash um... is too big. Your splash is too big. The, (laughs) The Ukrainian judge hates you. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, you know, there's always crazy stories like that. But so here's here's what I did when I first moved here that I think uh, set me up for my experiences in L.A. I um, got it into my head. First of all, I moved here with two uh, very funny twins. We decided to be to become really famous and to have LA just bring make all our dreams come true we needed to touch the hollywood sign so you can hike up above the hollywood sign and then there's these real dicey trails you can take down to the actual sign we're there and i'm like touching the sign and going oh my god all my dreams are going to come true i've touched hollywood and then out of nowhere we hear this like a helicopter and it rises up literally out of fucking nowhere and we hear over the loudspeaker you are in violation of code five six seven eight nine uh remove yourselves immediately what we did not know is that there are alarms all over the hollywood sign it's private property you're not supposed to touch it and we activated that as soon as we were down by the Hollywood sign and this helicopter hovered over us for the hour that it took us to get back up the hill the whole time yelling at us over the loudspeaker you are in violation of code blah 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 so we thought for sure we were going to get arrested and um for whatever reason they decided not to come after us when we got we just we just had to change our pants when we got to the top of the hill yeah 
basically. Um, well, before we go, though, why don't you tell everyone kind of where they can keep an eye out for what you're doing, uh, yeah. check out Sonder, all those kind of things. Great. So um, uh, the Improvised Podcast was uh, is the name of our producing entity, and uh, I believe on Twitter we are. It's Sonder Podcast, but it's at improv underscore podcast. You can find us on iTunes, um, Sonder, the Improvised Podcast. We're on, um, we're on Spotify and um, anywhere that you find your podcasts, we're there. And then- And when you're live, when you're live, you're where? Oh, we usually do it through Impro Theater on their YouTube channel. In terms of me personally, I'd, I'd love to uh, uh, communicate with folks on Twitter and I'm Kelly Bashar. Well, I really take, appreciate you taking time to, uh, to chat with me. Oh, well, Hammond, it's always a delight. For more Beyond the Playlist, you can go to jhammondc.com. You can follow me on Twitter at jhammondc. You can email the show jhammondc at gmail.com. Or you can find the Facebook group Beyond the Playlist with J. Hammond C. The theme music is by MFTJ featuring Mike Keneally and Scott Shore. More recordings from MFTJ are available on Lazy Bones Records. See the link in the show notes for more fine releases from them. The cover art is by Phil Rue. If you like the show, you can support me at patreon.com slash jhammondc. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Playlist. <laughs>